As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're in a good place now. Relax, breathe, smile. You've entered into your element, the home of origin, the home of intelligence and entertainment, where relevant topics are discussed and where what you think counts and where superior is the norm. You're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess, live on 660 The Answer. Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. On tonight's Perspectives, we're analyzing why we stand in our own way of our personal success. You know, when it comes to getting it all together, putting the plan in motion, why do most of us hesitate? Why do we stop? Or why do we turn all the way around and avoid helping ourselves and all together? It seems like we don't want to get to that next level, like we're scared or something. I don't know. I came up with an analogy a few days ago, and it speaks to me. And I know that it sounds a little odd. It's going to sound a little rough around the edges, but I think that it makes sense. You know, think about this. If you were given the seal of approval and referral by maybe a close friend, a doctor friend, somebody knows, something like that, um, about helping you remove your third eye. Okay, get this. I'm talking about having three optical eyes, you know, three eyes, optical eyes, all of them with eyelashes. You know, if you have to get glasses, if you have glasses, you actually have to get frames that have three lenses. Okay. We're talking about an actual cyclops in the middle of your head. Also with the two other eyes that you currently have. So think about that. If you have three eyes and somebody tells you that they can help get that third eye removed safely, with no problems. You won't have it. There won't be any issues. It's an in and out procedure. You know, your whole life, even in your childhood, you were taunted by kids. 
You were probably in fits of rage and crying fits because, you know, they made fun of you. You had three eyes. You know, why do we wait a lot of times to deal with the pain that we have to overcome it when it can be sometimes so simple? You know, you might even go to the college. You know, obviously the looks aren't the factor because, again, you have the three eye thing. You know, you work hard to get through your classes. You know, you occasionally meet a nice person that likes you for you. And that's rare because, again, you have three optical eyes. You have a psychops. Okay, so you go through graduate school, you're keeping your eyes on the prize. But why do we continue to wait to take care of those issues that stand in the way of living our true life, of us being genuinely happy, of us actually succeeding in what we want to succeed in? You know, at what point do you follow through and do what you need for yourself based on maybe a recommendation or a situation that comes to pass? You know, I think the third eye analogy is kind of funny because it really kind of puts it in perspective. I mean, you know, you could have two noses for Christ's sakes, but I'm talking about the inability to see the forest through the trees. That's what I'm getting at, you know, or flat out not accepting what you need to do in life to fulfill your genuine, true purpose. You know, either way, when you're offered an option An option, because we're all offered these options in life. We all have these choices. When you're offered a choice and you continue not to take it, what does that make of you? Bill, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing pretty good, and, uh, you know, I'm looking at you in three dimensions tonight. You know, because, you know, I've got, you know, three eyes, so I can see, you know, frontwards, backwards, and sideways. The one in the middle is winking at me. It it is. It's winking. It is. I can see it. Well, there's something in my eye. Oh. Will you help me with that? I think we should put some eyeliner on that really to accentuate it really (laughs) well. And, and, you know, the eyelash stuff, too. Yeah, some glitter, some eyeliner, a little purple. I think it would really, really pull out your eyebrow color, too. It it, it matches my hair. I think it matches. It would match really well, actually. I like it. Hey, Eric, how you doing tonight? What's up? What's up? Am I in the studio or am I in a Star Trek episode? Um, somebody let me know because I'm looking for the green woman a little bit later. <laughs> you know? She's right around here, too. Oh, God, help us all. She's coming around. She likes this show a lot. It's good to be here. We're, good to, we're glad to have you back, Eric. It's been a while. Yes, it has. It's like, where have we been? You know? Been it's around like, the world and oh, I, 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 I can't find my baby. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we know where Eric's uh, uh, priorities lie. <laughs> well, you just I, never know. I, I'm, I'm trying to gain a new perspective. Well, I, I, up from about 50,000 feet in an airplane, you can, right? <laughs> you got it. You got it. Good to be here, man. This is great. This is great. So, I mean, think about it. Whether you have that third eye situation, whether you have the inability to see the forest through the trees, whether it's about accepting your purpose and following through. I mean, what does it make you when you don't do that? You know, we've all you know, persevered our entire life. I think everybody listening can say that they've gone against the grain one time or another. They put their back to the wind and they've been pushed for really, you know, for a good part of their real life. But um, except like anyone else, you have baggage. I have baggage. Bill has baggage. Eric has baggage. And the things that hold us back, the things that make us different. And you know what? These are the same things that we judge ourselves on daily. Well, you know, I'm a Gemini. Right. So I, I think I'd literally get in my own way. I have to, like, you know, step around myself. I've seen yourself step around <laughs> in your own way. My, my evil twin. No, I, I oh, think. Oh, is that the evil one? Yeah. It, oh. it, yeah. I'm the good one. Of course, I'm the good one. Oh, um, he's the good one. Never does anything wrong. No, I, you know, I hear what you're saying, Ashley. I, I think this is going to be a great show because uh, I get in my own way a lot. And I think the one of the ways I get in my own way is that uh, I tell myself, you know, eh, I don't know if I can really, you know, do that, uh, you know, for, for X number of reasons. I'm I'm good at coming up with excuses not to do things. Okay. So. A lot of us are. A lot yeah, of us can procrastinate, yeah. put things off based on the fact, like, I don't, will this ever work? Oh, they're just going to say no anyway. Or maybe other people can do it probably better than me. It's like, uh, I almost didn't come up to the studio tonight. It's like, can't we do this tomorrow? 
(laughs) (laughs) I was watching on on my Uh, travels. I was watching a show, National Geographic or Discover, and it was talking about monkeys. Okay. And, you know, it talks about, you know, how we as humans, and I don't care what you believe, evolution or creation, all of that. I'm not talking about that. But when you observe monkeys, the thing that they talked about was the monkey that's different and the monkey that steps outside of the box or does something different than the group um, gets eaten. Um, and I don't know if there's a parallel there, but there's comfort, I think, for us to some degree in not being different. Um, there's a comfort level. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but there's a comfort level. Well, and, and I think I've said on previous shows that, you know, actually, uh, we prefer the devil that we know to the devil we don't. And even if, if that situation is not good for us, it can be scary to go out into the unknown. And so you tend to, you know, some people tend to, and, and I'll, I'll put myself in this category too sometimes, I tend to kind of stick with situations uh, that uh, may not be healthy for me, uh, but, uh, you know, at least I know how to deal with it. And, and it's, it can be kind of scary to experience something that's not familiar with me. Even the unknown within ourselves. Yes. Even the unknown within ourselves. Which that could be the worst. Which, which could be the most difficult. The unknown is interesting. I mean, I, I have to I have to hand it to y'all. That's a good perspective because a lot of times, yeah, we don't like to go against the grain. We get scared because we haven't seen anybody else do it, honestly, right? I mean, a lot of times we look at things by example. You know, uh, our family, our friends, especially our family. What did our family do? What were they able to accomplish? And, and that, that always kind of like, I, I think, taints a lot of our experiences, yeah. too, because if somebody does these really amazing things, we go, well, we have to do these amazing things, too, or we can't. We're not holding our own. Or flip-flop. Well, my dad... He, you know, he never graduated college, what have you. I mean, how am I ever going to do any better than that? Yeah, and then and then oftentimes within the dynamic of family, uh, those expectations are projected onto individuals, which limits them as well. If I don't do it exactly the way granddad or dad or whoever did it, then am I a failure? And it, and it, it, it constricts you uh, to a degree in finding your own way, I think, to a very, very high degree. I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. I, I think I think we stand in our own way of success for a lot of reasons, and I think we can really start talking about that. And I think that really opens up the conversation. And I think we want to begin with one is judgment. I think judgment is the main reason why we have a tendency of standing in our own way from success because we judge ourselves as not being what? Not being good enough. Not being worthy. Or not worthy to have success. Yeah. And uh, in, in fact, uh, I know uh, a person uh, who... Uh, you know, bless her heart. Uh, you know, she, she literally feels that she's just not smart enough, and huh. uh, you know, it's 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 horrible. You know, because self defeating. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, she's yeah, self defeating is yeah. is the right word yeah. for it. She's beaten before she even starts. Yeah, you you know, some people fear success. Um, yes. um think about that because yes. again, we talk about fear of the unknown, and to a lot of people, success is the unknown. But also, I think we've been conditioned. To a very high degree, a lot of that socialization, I think it's where we are in our period in history as far as uh, society is concerned. But a lot of people, there's just comfort in the masses. And I go back to that monkey in the, in the tree example. The monkey who got out of the tree and walked away, in the, in the rest of the group's mind, he either died or he went to freedom. But, you know, either way, it's scary. You know, and and we're kind of like that to a degree. Whatever happened to so and so, he left us. Did he die or did he did he make it to freedom? Kind of thing, and and we're afraid of that. It, it's the weirdest thing. 
And that does make sense. I mean, yeah. I like I like looking at that because I do think that a lot of times we do go by you know precedent. We go by what yep. is normal, you know. And so let's get back to this whole concept of judgment. judgment. I mean, I think that we all have a tendency of judging ourselves, being worthy or not worthy, we're not good enough. And I think a lot of times that comes from what media. I think that yep. c- comes from what comparing ourselves to other people. Yeah, I, media to a very, very high degree. And Ashley, you know, one of the things that I admire about you, you have the ability to turn it off. And I think it's made you a more complete person in that you step away from TV, you step away from the news. And I think that's one of the reasons why you're so grounded. But those who don't have the strength or the wherewithal to do that, they're constantly inundated with messages and narratives that. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Tell them how to think, what to think, and when to think it. And that's a conditioning process. Uh, well, conditioning is the right word for it. And uh, because I think that uh, society has set for us a lot of times uh, unrealistic ideals mm-hmm. to live up to, which, by the way, uh, actually, we, we talked about that on a previous show. So our listeners, uh, feel free to go to iTunes uh, and also your website, ashleyburgess.com, and they can listen to previous shows mm-hmm. where we actually talked about this. Uh, you know, the, the, you know, the tall, you know, six foot blonde or the, you know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, uh, type thing or Donald Trump, you know, who's, you know, Mm -hmm. got a gazillion dollars. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, you compare yourself and and use that as your measuring stick. Well, no wonder you can't ever live up to it. It's almost impossible to do it. it. yeah, and also you're comparing yourselves to you're comparing your worst of yourself to the best of them because we yep. always see the worst of ourselves, whether it's all the blemishes, whether it's that you know you didn't get a doctorate, whether whatever it is, whether you got C's, whatever you got, you compare to the best of those people, and you know what you're not comparing on an even playing field, and you don't even know if you can actually make that comparison legitimately. And you really can't. It's really a game and it's a competition you can never win. And you actually created it to not win it. And keep in mind media and images. It's a it's a it's a market. It's a commodity. It's it, it, it's by design to do something by design. Exactly. And I agree with that. So when we return, we're talking more about judgment and more about the 11 other reasons why we stand in the way of our own success. So stay tuned because perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess, will be back in. We'll be back in two shakes. I'm 
turn it up and jump in the deep end on Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. The water's warm and there's a swim-up bar. Glass of perspective, anyone? Now, here's Ashley. Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. And, you know, we've begun our discussion earlier on analyzing why we stand in our own way of personal success. You know, right before the break, we began talking about judgment. And I think judgment is the number one reason why we stand in our own way. And it's not the judgment of other people. It's the judging of ourselves, that we ourselves aren't good enough to do something. We judge ourselves that there's no way we're capable of doing that. And everybody else is better than us. And everybody else is more talented than us. And everybody else is more educated than us. And, you know, look, everybody else is just more successful than I am. And so I just better just stop right here. I just sit down. I'm going to sit down on the couch. And I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, either that or I'm just not even going to bother trying it in the first place because I already know what the end result's going to be. And, uh, you know, and, and you're, you've beaten yourself before you've actually given it a try. Before you had a shot. You know, how much of that is us or how much of that is others, their echo inside of us? Yeah. You know, and, and you know, you guys know how much I love my kids and I have kids and all of that and – and 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 they're not. We're not born that way. No. I don't. I don't know if we're born that way. I think a lot of it is is conditioning. It's, it's conditioning uh, and socialization. Because I've been around parents with their kids, and I just watch and observe a lot of times. And and I'll hear the mother or the dad, you know, just go off on the kid. Hey, you messed up, or you did that wrong, or you you know did this and did that, and the kid shrinks down to about an inch tall. You know, and this is kind of uh, you know an inane example, uh, Eric. But uh, my youngest brother Tommy, yeah, uh, to this day hates chess why because our dad who's a good player actually yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of his uh uh, uh, pastimes, suits. <laughs> uh you know one of his hobbies you know he tried to you know teach him you know how to play and every time he you would make a mistake or whatever tommy yeah what did you do that for yeah you know, you're, you know just get yeah. all of him and, and it, just, it, it just got to the point where he just said okay you know what enough yeah. I'm, I'm i'm done with this yeah and, and uh, to this day you know when we get together i mean he won't do it you know and real quick actually that's a good um, point yeah. You know, uh, I, I think uh, Eric can help us from another perspective. You know, you played football. Yeah, yeah. In college, Texas A&M University, you baby. Know, and uh, do you ever go up against a team that they were beaten before you actually started? Yeah, you could see it. I mean, you, you can see you, it in their eyes. You, you could see it. I, I, I tell folks, so much of being a competitor at that level is psychological. Um, it's physical, yes, but so much of it is psychological. And if you watch a game, just watch how the team comes out of the tunnel. And you can see who's going to win that game just by watching their posture. And again, it, it's psychological, and 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 it's unfortunate, but um, that's the way it is. Sometimes you could look at them and tell we're going to whoop their butt today. I like that, and you're right. Every time you watch football, especially uh, in the beginning or even in the halftime, when you have like a team that's losing quite you know quite badly all the way up to halftime, it's like they, they either come out looking like champions or they come out like they don't they shouldn't not even come back out on the field i mean it gets even worse or they get the pep talk and they get in there and they start okay this is all in our heads we we have the ability to win this game and they come out and they play a good game and 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 i think that's why we like underdogs so much because we see ourselves in that underdog and the beauty of the human journey is that even though you may start out that way even though you may be in a situation like your brother was or situations that we've all been in you always have a shot. As long as you're breathing, you have a shot to turn that around. And that's the beauty that I like about this show, love about this show, is that we talk about real things. We talk about things that we've experienced, but we also say, you know what? There's a way to turn it around. Yeah, if you'll let yourself. If you let yourself. You know, and again, you know, Ashley, this uh, uh, goes back to a previous show that we've done. Um, you know, the, the mind sets obstacles. 
right? I mean, uh, you know, the the you know, the brain is such a powerful, powerful thing that you know it it can well, you know, determine your success or determine your failure. Well, yeah, we talked about that, like um, on previous shows on on Perspectives with Ashley Burgess on iTunes or on Spreaker now, S P R E A K E R. Spreaker, Spreaker, Speaker with an R. Um, yeah, you can listen to those shows because we talk about how the mind actually creates uh, limitations for us, but it actually begins as a process of containment and help and relief in situations of stress. So back when you were a kid on the playground, and I've talked about this several times, and I'm sure anybody that's listening knows that I've said this analogy a million times, and I'm going to make it again. Um, When you're on the playground and you get taunted by a child and you're five or six years old, you create these boundaries in your own head because you don't want to ever experience this again because it was painful. And so we use that in our daily life, and we never got rid of the earlier situations, and we take these into our adulthood. And then we're scared to make friends. We, we, we put up all these barriers. We don't want to trust people. That's why a lot of people listening don't trust people in general. Right. You know, everybody's untrustworthy. They're going to take from me. You know, if you were hurt or you were taken from pretty badly back in the past, you might, you might have it hard to, uh, to trust someone. You might have it hard to allow someone into your life. You know, Ashley, I, I would love to hear some examples from our listeners. Because uh, if they're listening yeah. to our program, but they can also get on social media and maybe provide some examples for us. Yeah, that'd I'd be like great. to hear that too. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we are our audience. We're all the same. Yeah. We're, we're all the same, and that's the beauty again of this show. We're we're all the same people. We're we're going through the same stuff. And I like that. Let's 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 do that. Let's go on uh, Facebook to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess, or just go to Ashley at Ashley Burgess at Ashley Burgess on Twitter. Um, and that's really easy, and you can just join the conversation because we're already in it right now. Because we're, we're blogging live, and uh, so we want you, our listeners, to get on there and, and give us some examples of uh, maybe you've gone through situations where you've uh, put obstacles in your own way or you know somebody who does. Well, I, I know uh, personally I've done it before where I've judged myself right out of a situation where I have judged myself against somebody at their best when mm-hmm. it wasn't really they, – they weren't even really able to judge. Like they weren't even three-dimensional. Like I'm looking at them – on on a TV, like it's two dimensional, or I'm yeah. looking at them in a magazine and making a judgment call about myself, and and that's not cool because you really never can win that race. It's like trying to be the richest person in the world. There's always going to be somebody that has more money than you. You're never going to win that race. Yeah, I, I learned that as an athlete. There was always somebody fast. I was a pretty good darn athlete. I was fast, all of that stuff, and and there was always somebody bigger. There was always somebody faster. There was always somebody more athletic. And so what I had to realize was. Learn, learn the success within myself. And sometimes even though we would lose the game or I would lose the one-on-one battle, I still won because through that I realized that I could become a little bit better. Well, you, you know, Erica, when I uh, first entered the business world uh, almost, uh, you know, about almost 20 years ago now, um, th- th- that was when uh, Microsoft really <laughs> hit its stride. Yeah, they were dominating. And, uh, you know, it was it was all Bill Gates all the time. Yep. And, uh you know, I, I can remember, uh, you know, how, how do you, you know, in the business world, you know, we, we would talk and people read books. This yeah. is how Bill Gates, you know, got to where he is. So how, how can I do what Bill Gates did? Well, you know, if, if that's your measuring standard, you know, uh, another good example, I think, is uh, Warren, um, oh, Berkshire Hathaway. Who's Warren, the guy? Warren Buffett? Yeah, Warren Buffett. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, you know, invest in the stock market like he does and you can get rich too. You know, I mean, that's, that's almost an impossible standard to meet. 
Well, yeah, you can get rich too if you have how many you know billions of dollars, you know, and you sure. have enough. To, you know, you're 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 investing a hundred dollars over here. You know, you're probably not going to get rich. But if you're buying more like you know two thousand shares or three thousand yeah. shares or yeah. fifty thousand shares, you yeah. know, versus now, my ten shares I buy, you know, I'm probably gonna you know I'll make a few dollars here and there. But now, now we're getting into Malcolm Gladwell's outlier space. You know, it's a lot the, of the fact- tipping point. Yeah, the yeah. tipping point. Yeah, it's a lot of factors that that uh, uh, influence that. But again, I for me. Um, it's hard enough for me to know Eric and how Eric is activated and motivated and all of that. And, and so that's a study in and of itself, to be quite honest. So I'll look at the other folks, but at the end of the day, I got to deal with the package I was sent here with and figure this thing well, out. Well, Ashley, you know, and, and maybe this is a good segue to your next topic because, uh, you know, uh, we tend to, you know, think, okay, the grass is greener. Yeah. And speaking of, uh, you know, uh, uh, past uh, episodes, and, you know, we, I bet we can go to YouTube and find mm-hmm. videos to that effect, huh, Ashley? Yes, you're right. <laughs> and you're good. I, I'm telling you. I, if I, you weren't already here, I'd have to hire you. I was going to say. You was know? on fire, I'm man. You're on fire but, tonight. Yeah, I mean. You're on fuego. We tend to think, in okay, fuego. you know, the, the you know the grass is green on the other side. You know, I, I want what that person has. You know, the, the car, you know, the nice house, the beautiful wife, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, we don't realize actually how good we got in our own lives. Cultivate your own lawn yeah. and, you know, work on your own soil. That works for me. Everybody else is, I, I can't, it's too confusing for me, man. I'm trying to keep my own lawn green. Yeah, you're right. And I understand what you're saying because a lot of times we look at people that seem to have it all together. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, and I know that a lot of us know people like that, that we see from a distance and we go, man, God, got it all figured out. And, you know, a lot of times when you pull that curtain back, and you get a little closer to them, you realize they don't they don't have anything figured out. And and for you to sit there and be uh, you know, trying to examine yourself and judge yourself against them, it just it makes no sense whatsoever because everything you've actually created in your mind about these people is a fabrication of your mm-hmm. own mind. Mm-hmm. And and you fabricated that just to upset yourself, really, honestly. Just to throw more, you know, fire in your face and go, Well, I can't do this when in actuality 
it just doesn't make any sense. And, and, and I know exactly where you're going. I mean, I think and I think that also takes us into the whole concept of being scared. And that's where I want to go when we return, because I think when we're scared, you know, we're scared of success. Sometimes we're scared of where it'll lead to um, because we haven't really been in that space before. And uh, Eric was talking about that in the first segment, more about the monkeys and what have you and, and being scared of that movement. And we're going to talk about that more here in just a minute. So stay tuned because Perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess will be back in. We'll be back in two shakes. This is Jake Busey, and you're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess on 660 The Answer. Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. And on tonight's show, we've been analyzing why we stand in our own way of personal success. You know, right before the break, we are just now starting to discuss why... Sometimes we get scared, and I think scared is, is a big reason why we stand in our own way of success, and it's because we're scared of success, you know, not knowing where it's going to lead. And I know uh, there was a few years ago when people would say, oh, you're just scared of success, and I was like, who's scared of success? I mean, that's like being scared of your dog. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I mean, how can you be scared of success? And they're like, well, you can be... Uh, they never could explain it right. So my theory about it is that a lot of times people have just never experienced a place of success. And let me give an example about that because I think this makes sense for me and I'm sure for a lot of people listening. Um, the other shoe falling. I think a lot of people can understand this because throughout our lives we have these issues that we deal with, whether it's health. A lot of people deal with health issues, chronic health issues our whole life. Um, you know, whether it's financial. Okay, there's all these issues, right? Um, and so a lot of times we feel like when things are getting good, when things start seeming to kind of show up and our life starts developing and, and, and whatever our success is, it starts to come our way. We feel like that other shoe's going to fall. You know, Ashley, uh, one of the things I do that drives you just absolutely nuts is that, well, I think of it as being realistic, but you think of it as being pessimistic <laughs> and you, you are like the eternal optimist. <laughs> I worked and... hard to be that. <laughs> no, yeah, you did. It and... just didn't come to me. I mean, I, 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 I got my butt kicked as a child. I mean, you know, Bill, really, honestly, the reason why yeah. I work so hard is because, you know, when I was a child, I was born with a disease that nobody understood. And it took until I was 20 years old that they realized that I had something that only 180 people have in the world. Right. And I had experimental surgeries done on me, countless experimental surgeries. Mm. And the last one they were going to do on me, uh, they actually dubbed it as a bloodbath and, and actually could <laughs> not do it because none of the insurance companies would cover it. And they were going to use it as one of those lecture halls. Literally, series. bloodbath? Uh, yeah. That's literally what they called it. Well, wow. yeah, because they were going to have to amputate. They found out it would be a 92% chance of the, uh, my left leg being amputated oh, as well. Um, and so they were going to do that as like a lecture series. You know how you, you see those um, where they do a big surgery and you have like – you know, vas- watching. Yeah, oh, like, vascular like a, surgeons, like plastic type, surgeons, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have all these different surgeons there, and so that was what it was going to be, and they, they couldn't do it. Um, and they told me to come in and, and to get my files, and, you know, I cried all the way out of that hospital with my mom. And I was young. I mean, you have to understand, I went through that, and so I was always feeling like this health issue. I mean, like, it's so critical, and I never knew if I was going to be alive, and I never knew if the next day yeah. if I was going to be here. And so I guess... I had to really work to see a certain different layer of yeah. life because otherwise I would have just been – just go to you, bed. You know, no curl, reason to get up. Curl, excuse me. You know, I'm all choked up. Yeah. Um, you know, just curl up and, you know. Yeah, and, I, and I've been there. There yeah. were times when I was there. There were times when I was there. 
I can remember a few times where I felt like there was no reason to get out of bed. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet. I, I've been there, and and I, and I know, and uh, wow, it's just it was one of those. It, it was my whole life, you know. I mean, I that and and I'm actually writing another book about that. I decided to really get real uh, with people and um, put it out there. So I, there was, so I think everybody listened to our show tonight. Yeah. I mean, if, if anybody has a reason to say, you know what, I can't do this. You know, it's it, you know I've got health issues. Uh, and that's it. I'm just not even going to try. It's Ashley, okay? Yeah. And, and if 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 you really were that way, Ashley, I mean, you wouldn't even be on the air right now. No, I mean, and, it, and it's all it was awful too because it took me to actually take my life in my own hands. And yeah. um, I want to do a bigger show on this because I think that this takes it's like a trilogy show. But you eventually have to get to the point where you look at these doctors and everybody and. And you're looking for treatment, and eventually I realized that I had to take my life in my own hands. Yeah. And when I did it, it changed everything. And that's that's the direction we're going with this tonight because it's all about – there was so much time that I thought everybody else knew the answers that I didn't know. And and a lot of it, too, was not understanding what it was and, and nobody knowing. And so without a diagnosis, that scares the living crap out of you, okay? Why I needed that though, I look back at it now, and I think that's a that's a human thing. But yeah. once I figured that out, and I went through more experimental surgeries, and I finally said, "Wait a second, they're going to kill me. They're actually going to kill me." And that's when I stepped back and I said, "No, I got to I got to take my life in my own hands because I have a better chance of living by doing whatever I figure out more than what they're doing to me." That you know, that's and and you said a, a couple of words, Ashley. And thank you so much for sharing that. And again, I go back to that's what the beauty of this show is about, and. And the beauty of the name of this show, Perspectives, and what that experience did for you, it enhanced and refined a particular perspective. And once that perspective was made clear, you had a path to redefining and transforming yourself. And and we've all gone through that. And, you know, we talk a lot, you know, I talk about in some of my circles being level to the ground. When you're level to the ground, it gives you a different perspective because all you can do is look up from that point. Right. And we've all been through that. Yours, Ashley, was physical. Uh, mine, to a degree, was emotional. Uh, Bill's had things that he's had to work through. And these are honest things. But but we're here to, to share and, and talk about it and say, you know what? Um, you, you still got a shot. You still got a shot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, you know, we are live tonight on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And uh, for, so for our listeners out there, you know, uh, what do you think about what Ashley just shared with us? Uh, and, uh, you know, that, that and that couldn't have been easy uh, for, for her to, uh, you know, go through that. So tell us what you think about that and also, you know, share some of the, some similar uh, circumstances that you went through. And, and and that's part of Ashley's evolution and transformation. It's part of ours. Um, and it's part of the, the, the human uh, journey. And, 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 and that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And, and I and I agree with you all, and I know a lot of people listening have a story, and and I and I and everybody does. Are you on Facebook, Ashley? I am on Facebook and Twitter, and Twitter, and um, Instagram, and Pinterest, and not Pinterest. And, oh, I'm not, not Pinterest. on that, but uh, oh, and it, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, gosh, I'm on. I'm going to make my own social media. <laughs> there you go. The, the perspectives media. Yeah, there the you perspectives go. media. Are you on perspectives? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Oh that my would gosh, be cool. yeah. a bunch of really neat individuals like having unique conversations. <laughs> oh gosh, that would be. That's like heaven. I think that's great. Oh. And the angels come out, and it's very bright, and everything's good, and and it says festivals. That'd be awesome. I mean, like it's, a, and I think a lot of times that we have to just get out of the scared thing. And I think um, if you're feeling scared right now, yeah. if you're feeling like you're in a place, and I know a lot of times the scared process, like being at the like the past where it's time to make the move, that can be an overwhelming position too, because it's really coming out of. 
um, it's coming out of this comfort zone, and that's gonna that's gonna jump into the next segue here. Is you're having to leave the comfort zone, you're having to leave that really cool, comfy, cozy comforter called the comfort zone, and you're having to move out. And I think that that comfort zone is is a comfort zone, but it's not trailblazing, right? You know, you're not a trailblazer. And the sad thing about a comfort zone is a lot of times those comfort zones were dictated to us by either you know historical reference. Um, we figured that or felt that from family. We were brought up that way, or we created that as a defense mechanism so we wouldn't have to deal with the outside world. You know, actually, uh, uh, speaking of comfort zones and also past episodes, I think you, you, here is the perfect place for the man cave analogy. <laughs> oh, yay! The man cave! Do it, do it, So the first man cave ever was what? The womb! You got the womb. it. You got I mean, it. think about the male, they were all hanging out in their man cave. I mean, I, I guess I had a lady cave. Was Three it a lady meals cave? a day, air controlled environment, well, I mean, mobility, all of that. You were swimming? You were swimming. Aerobics, you know? aerobic exercise all the time. You could kick. Yep. Like, Karate, you know what I mean? You know, I mean and, and stuff. you could sleep when you want and get up when you sleep want. What you want. And everybody wanted to, like, you know, check you out, talk to you. You probably heard a lot of cool voices. You're like, what is that? <laughs> is that the TV? What is that? The and then, and then one day, one day, forced out. you were forced out of the man cave. Violently. Man, it's awful. It was Violently. like you turn 18 and, then and you get slapped. kicked out of the house. And, and then like, slapped. And then they cut off, literally cut off. Your, your food supply. supply. <laughs> and you had to do it yourself. I know. Remember that movie, Look, who, awful. Look Who's Talking? Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, let's see that, that. That's what I'm saying. It's like it was like the first, the first man cave, and that's always a scary thought to leave that comfort zone. And sometimes it's leaving the womb. Sometimes it's leaving the metaphorical womb, which can be your comfort zone. This like this blanket. And I, I remember when I was a kid, I had a blankie. I don't know about anybody else. But I had a blankie. I, did, I had one. I had a blankie. Remember the blankie? I had a blankie. I had a blankie and a pillow. Well, a blankie oh. and a teddy is what I had. Yeah. You had a teddy bear. Yes. And you had a pillow, too? I had a blanket and a pillow. Man, I had a blanket. My blanket, though, was like pink, yellow, green. I think it was because they didn't, they, my uh, grandmother, my great-grandmother that was, um, that was, I guess, crocheting it or whatever, didn't know. Like, she started making it before this, the sex of the child was figured out. So she was like, we'll do yellow, we'll do a little bit of blues and green. So I have some pinks in there. And that thing was so tattered. So many holes in it. I remember I carried it when I was, uh, the last time I tried to carry it was my first day of first grade. And I remember I was getting out of the car, and I had put it behind the seat. And, and when I was leaving the car, my mom was like, have a good day at school. And I pulled it out from the back of the seat. My mom goes, ah, Ashley, Ashley, why don't you get back in the car and let's talk real quick. And so I sat there, and she was, all the other kids are going to make fun of you because they're not carrying a blanket. Gosh. And I was like, but mom. And I remember I cried. I cried. I cried, and I had left that blanket in the car. Oh, no, no, we've all been there. We've, so all been there. We've, so all, we've all been there. But but again, you left, what, a comfort zone mm-hmm. to emerge and experience a new level. And it was scary at first, but you lived. And it was scary at first, but you lived. And so there's something consistent about that in this thing we call the human journey. That is so true. Think about that. Think I about like that. that. People out there driving and listening at home, think about that. That's so true. Sometimes you have to leave the the security blanket at home. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking more about why we stand in our own way of our own success. Perspectives with Ashley Burgess, your host. We'll be back in two shakes. I can lift you up. I can show you what you want to see and take you where you want to be. Get in here. Give us your perspective. We're listening. And you're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. 
Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. You know, on tonight's show, we've been analyzing why we choose to stand in our own way of personal success. You know, and right before the break, we were discussing comfort zone. You know, the comfort zone is something we have. We were giving the analogy of the blankie. And, you know, Eric had a blankie and a pillow, and Bill had a blankie and a teddy bear. I, I, I had a blankie and a teddy bear. <laughs> and I had a blankie. I was only given a blankie. I, I didn't get all the peripherals, you know. Now, can, but, I, can I do the Red Fox joke here? Yes, you if know, it's you, okay. You, you, know who, you know who Red Fox was? You know, Sanford and Son. Oh, you know, yeah. For, so, why not? That's right. So It's risque, but it's clean. Okay, uh, risque so it's like, clean. Uh, you know, I, 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 when I was a boy, I was so poor, and if I wasn't a boy, I wouldn't have nothing to play with. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, my, that was awesome. Yeah, so, um, okay, about playing with that, but yes. <laughs> but no, but the comfort zone, and that makes sense, though, because it's true. It's like a lot of us have that, that we need to take to the next step. And when I had to leave that blanket in the car in the beginning of my first grade, you know what? I got over it. I cried. I was a little stressed out, but you know, it was the last time I brought my blanket in public. I was able to move on, and that was really the last time I ever really hugged with my blanket. I ended up using my blanket as for my dog. My dog had it in his little bed, you know, and I was able to overcome that comfort zone. And I think that a lot of times we overcome small or large comfort zones um, throughout our lives. Well, you know, and Ashley, you know my personal story, uh, and, and our longtime listeners do too. I mean, I, I grew up in and lived most of my life in uh, a, a small town called Amarillo, Texas. It's in the Texas Panhandle. Amarillo by, by morning. morning. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it, out in the middle of nowhere, okay? It's six hours to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's 10 hours to Denver. Um, you know, there are literally more cows than people in, in, in that region. Um, and uh, it's, it's pretty isolated. And when I decided to leave the insurance business and do something else with my life, I determined that, uh, you know, my, my journey is going to have to take me elsewhere. And so I made the decision to, to move and, you know, to another city. And in this, you know, city that, that we now live in, Ashley, uh, I had no friends. I had no family. I mean, I was literally, you know, driving blind, you know, taking the header off the high board and not even checking the pool for water. Yeah. And it was scary. Uh, it's I, a big I, deal. I admit it. And, uh, you yeah. know, and, and when I first got here, um, I can I, I would I would be lying to you if I didn't have my moments of second guessing. It's yeah, like you know, sure. yeah, you know yeah. really. So yeah. I understand. We, 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 we all do. Yeah, my, mine. Um, I was born to a teenage mother. Um, you know, real father wasn't around, and and uh, you know we didn't have a lot. Uh, you know, educationally, I did the best that I could, and and football was my my re, you know my respite. You know, the place where I could feel big and, and wanted and graduated Waco High School, small town, but, you know, had good enough grades to and good enough talent to get a college scholarship. And now next thing you know, I'm at Texas A&M University, 45,000 students and playing in front of a million people. And, and I never let it show, but I was terrified. But there was something in me, the competitor in me, uh, the desire uh, to ascend in me, the desire to get better in me that pushed me through it. And it was painful. I'm not going to lie to you. People think that comes easy, but being in front of you know, 70,000 people, 100,000 people, and a million people watching on TV, man, that's nerve-wracking. And so you either you either, you either either get with it or you get out of it. And, and, and that was a big thing for me. And, and, and I'm a shy person. I'm terrified in crowds. But that was something that I had to overcome if I wanted to be better. And I think both of those, uh, both of those stories and both of those realities of y'all um, really 
It really kind of says a lot, I think, to our listening audience tonight, because I think everybody has to overcome something. And, and you know, whether it's moving um, into, a, into a different place and not knowing anybody, whether it's really getting out of your comfort zone and doing something that you, you just never really experienced, I think these are important. And I think that we are going to go through those. And I think in order to go through that, you have to allow yourself, you know, some feeling of, of being scared. But I, I yeah. think, but, you know, but I think scared is is okay i and i think yep. it's okay to feel that way and it's okay to understand that you're it's coming from that place and then it's a, okay to um to kind of let it go and and i think i think the next step we want to look at is is really i think one of the ways to get over being scared sometimes is understanding the whole concept of standing out and i think um a lot of times like eric was saying in the first um I'm about to say the first episode <laughs> back to the first episode but back in the first segment we were talking about standing out and you know scared of putting um ourselves out there and i think a lot of times we're scared of leaving the comfort zone because we're surrounded the man by cave. what the man cave <laughs> the man cave because we're surrounded by people yeah. that are in the same zone as we are you know i mean we it's it comes commonplace think, you know? think, think about this real quick and you talk about that and we'll talk about uh, the human journey and you know science or whatever you want to call it but uh archaeology and science tells us that there was one lone ancestor that walked uh out of africa okay and populated the rest of the world think about what that one person and i think it was lucy or yes, something like I was about, that lucy, just about to say lucy yeah. um think about how lucy felt Okay. <laughs> Think about how Lucy felt. Lucy said, you know what? I want something different for myself. And she walked and she walked and she walked. Think about that. Yeah. Well, I mean. And that's uh, pretty lonely. Yeah, yeah it, it yeah. is. It's pretty it, it courageous is. as well. But she left a comfort zone. She left the Eden that she was in to go to places that, that were the dark places. But without her doing that, we wouldn't be here today. That's interesting. And, yeah, and uh, I think that uh, the the whole thing is you you got to be willing to take that first step. The first step. That's the, you know that that's probably the hardest thing to do. Again, you know, I, I think a lot of people you know put obstacles in their own way because you know they they, they don't they can't bring themselves to taking that first step. Um, you know, maybe I, I don't have the education level to do this. I don't have enough money, you know, to, to do this. I, I agree. And I think it's, I think also it's, it's the whole concept of standing out. And I think standing out also means, um, you know, leaving that crowd sometimes. Oh, yeah. I was, I was about to say, uh, <laughs> uh, Ashley, uh, I, I forgot uh, uh, my point here, but now uh, you reminded me. So thank you very much. You're very welcome. Uh, Ding. I'm glad I could be of help. Ding. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you're in your pay tonight. You ever ever heard the old phrase uh, "the squeaky wheel gets the grease"? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We we live in a society that demands conformity, and if you stand out, then you know you're the proverbial nail, and they're going to try to hammer you back into yeah. place. Yeah. And uh, you know, but if everybody was like that, there would be no would Bill be, Gates, yeah. there would be no Microsoft, there would be no Steve Jobs, uh, there would be no great musicians, no great artists. Uh, no great, you know, lawyers, you know, and uh, and and we probably still be back in the jungle, you know. We uh, Lucy would still, you know, have on, been on in the, the trees. Yeah. I agree with you. And on the flip side, though, if people did stand out more, there would be a lot of different Bill Gates. There'd be a lot of different people doing things. You know, it wouldn't be just one great guy or two great guys that came up with this. There would have been a lot of people out there doing it. You know, and that's the, that's kind of the way that I look at it. Sometimes is that yeah. I think we limit ourselves by seeing other people can do it. 
You know what I mean? Oh, look at him. He's he's he 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 might have dropped out of Harvard, but man, that guy's got it all together, and he comes from good stock. And you know, I mean, I, I can't ever develop something like that. And and I think it does come out by allowing yourself to stand out in a crowd. And I know for a fact that everyone in this, everyone in the studio, and everybody listening tonight, at one point in time, and maybe does it on a daily basis, actually lowers themselves to fit in. And what I mean by that is, you know what you're good at. And you still try to just kind of just skim the surface because you don't want to stand out. Because what happens if you stand out? Then people are going to try to nail you back into place. Or if you're the monkeys, you get eaten. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about this, Ashley. I mean, TMZ. I don't want to get eaten. No, neither do I. (laughs) TMZ would not exist if it wasn't human nature to put people up on pedestals just to knock them down. I agree with that. But also think about this. Why are the people knocking down other people? It's because they're stuck. It's because they're scared, they so it's easier. Yeah, it's easier for them to point fingers than it is to jump up and say, "You know what? I'm going to make something of myself. I'm going to do something." And that's the reason why people always throw. You look at blogs, you look at comments, oh, you look at God. posts, oh, and some of the most helpless. evil stuff comes out. I mean, you see some people just egging people. I mean, just awful stuff that they say. Like I, I wrote, read something about Wendy Williams the other day. And um, I could not believe some of the stuff these people were posting up on this live post chat thing. It was awful. And and I a lot, lot of it, about her physical appearance too. I'll bet. Oh, that and how bad she is, and this and that. And it was like I'd like to see you get up there and but do it, it. But is it really hurting her? If anything, she's probably richer for it. To be quite honest, and she's reached that point, and I think um, we're uh, transforming or emerging to that point to where it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter, Ashley. It, like, you don't anything, worry about the haters, right? It makes you stronger. It makes you stronger. It makes you stronger, and and I and I like that. And I think we're gonna let's talk more about standing out um, when we return. But also, I want to talk more about uh, the unknown. What the unknown is is the exploration of the unknown. And we're not talking about Mars. We're talking about your personal unknown. So stay tuned because perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess, will be back in. We'll be back in two shakes. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're in a good place now. 
Relax, breathe, smile. You've entered into your element, the home of origin, the home of intelligence and entertainment, where relevant topics are discussed and where what you think counts and where superior is the norm. You're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess, live on 660 The Answer. Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. On tonight's Perspectives, we've been analyzing why it is that we choose to stand in our way of personal success. You know, right before the break, we discussed standing out, you know, that we're scared of putting ourselves out there, that we have a tendency of wanting to blend in. We want to look like everybody else. We don't want to really, you know, make waves. We... We're, we don't, we're kind of content just kind of doing the things that everybody else is conform. doing. Conform. Yeah, conformity. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of times in order to be able to stand out, you know, you have to have, you know, the ability and the wherewithal within yourself to accept yourself, not to be making judgments and understand that you actually offer something. And, and I think once you're able to understand that you offer something, that you have something, that you're good at something, I think at that point in time you can stand out and you can actually make it clear what you want to do. You know, I saw an interview one time with Simon Cowell, you know, of American Idol mm-hmm. fame. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, a uh, 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 talent finder, you know, a uh, uh, record producer, you know, that type of guy. Talent and, guru. Mogul. You know, I never did like American Idol. Uh, and for one of the reasons why is because of the way he treated people, which, uh, you know, to me, there's like, okay, there's no reason to just, you know, crush somebody's dreams, you know, just for, you know, mass Ratings. entertainment. Yeah. But he got on a show one time and he explained why he was doing it. It's like, uh, you know, people are encouraging their kids, you know, to grow up and be pop stars, you know, to sing. And, you know, oh, my kid can sing. No, he can't. So stop encouraging him. He has uh, other talents that you need to develop. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, in, in this case, uh, you know, maybe he's right. Uh, and uh, I still don't like him when he, you know, crushes people's dreams on, you know, live TV. But I think there's a way of doing it. Like, yeah. like you say, I think there's a way of doing it. I don't know if his way of doing it, um, his manic way yeah. of doing things is, yeah. is the way that should be really done. But I do think, and I do agree with the ratings concept. But I see what you're saying, though. It's like sometimes people tell people maybe what they want to hear sometimes instead of maybe yeah. trying to cultivate real qualities. And, you know, we all, you know, maybe you heard this in church growing up, you all have talents, okay? And, you know, everybody has something to contribute to society. Yeah. And I think the only trick is to be able to develop that talent, that, that you know, your God-given gifts. Well, that's one thing I do in therapy and in counseling and in my life coaching um, you know, sessions is the one thing I really do and focus on is finding that one thing because people have – everybody has this one thing that they do better than anybody else does in the whole planet. And once you figure that out and then you figure out, you know – uh, dedication and what you really want to do, and we kind of basically figure out purpose, then we figure out exactly where those all align together. And I think that's critical because I think a lot of times until people really find their true purpose in life, yeah, you don't want to stand up. You don't really want to stand out in a crowd because why are you standing out in a crowd? You don't even know why. You don't even know what you're really supposed to be doing. And I think that leads us into this next concept of the unknown is that a lot of times we're scared of the unknown. We're really scared of the unknown. It's like being as a kid, being scared of the dark. You know, what's there? Or being scared of going underwater in the ocean because, ooh, I don't know what's underneath there. I don't know what's there. But everyone who's ventured into the unknown, from Lucy to uh, Christopher Columbus, regardless of your opinion of Christopher Columbus, to uh, 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 Captain Kirk, have have always been rewarded to some degree. That human that steps out out of the boundaries, 
to some degree, now many have probably died along the way, but there's a percentage that have reaped the rewards of stepping out. Well, you know, actually, last week's show, on last Saturday, you talked about uh, being a pioneer in your own life. Pioneer prisoner. Yeah, and uh, and I think that concept holds true to what we're talking about today. We all can be pioneers in our own life. Do we choose to? Do, yeah. Th- th- that's the only thing, you know, is, is choosing to do so. And again, you, you know, and of course, I, I've, uh, uh, on this show, I've used the example of the coworker from hell many times, uh, you know, back in my insurance days, who had, who was so good at making excuses for why she couldn't do things that she had an excuse for why she has Kill excuses for things. <laughs> and it was just like pulling teeth working with this woman. And, and on one hand, I felt sorry for her because I can't imagine being like that, but, uh, it, you know, uh, that my, Feelings of uh, sympathy only went so far, <laughs> but uh, uh, but I mean this this poor woman fits this subject to a T. I mean uh, she you know uh, she wasn't good at doing anything. She never was going to pass, and we were all rigging the rules so that she could never you know excel. And it was it, it, you know and and it was everybody was out together. Well, I, I agree with you, and I think that's I mean I, I like that analogy. I think I think she's an extreme example, you know, and I think yeah. she's an ex- extreme example of nothing going right. Like everything's all messed up, and, and I think a lot of people listening tonight there's like that one part of their life that they just seem to not be able to get together and i think that's you know i think that's critical because i think some of us can have a lot going we could be great parents uh we could be you know we 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 could be very dedicated to our um to our churches we could be very dedicated to uh where we live to our communities to helping people but there's something that maybe is just lacking and i think a lot of times that can be purpose finding purpose and i think a lot of times that's living up to the gifts that you've been given well I'm sorry, Ashley. Uh, I was, I was no, gonna, that's fine. You can uh, interrupt me. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you got after, good points tonight, after, man. Keep it coming. After I've done such a good job of uh, pr- promoting your website and <laughs> iTunes and you know how you could go on uh, watching past shows. And by the way, uh, Ashley does have <laughs> plug, a, plug. A, a YouTube channel where we have uh, you know videos and, and other things for Ashley that you can watch at any time from the comfort of your own home. Uh, so please check out to Ashley Burgess on YouTube. Um, and, sh- and we're live blogging tonight, so share your experiences with us. I need to get some tubes, man. I need some plugs. You need some plugs? Well, you know, if, if it's- Eric is bald, by the way. <laughs> That's a plug. Uh, That's, a, That's plug. a plug. What kind of plug is that? <laughs> Strike that from the record. Well, like hair plugs. Hair plugs. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. That was kind of a joke. Oh, God. He, he shaves his head. He does not. Well, I know, but I had to say it anyway. Oh, this isn't TV. We, okay. have to, we have to be Ash- self explanatory. Ashley, go, go back to your corner. You're, you know. But, it's her show, Bill. <laughs> hey, I was going to say, I, I'm the one plugging her. Now go back in your corner and, you know. You can also watch uh, YouTube, uh, Ashley Burgess' channel. You can watch it actually on your phones, too. That's right. Cool. So, Or your pads, your your iPads, or your 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 notepads, or whatever you want to watch it on. Watches coming up soon. Right? Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. You know, with all, all that technology. Google Glass, all of that. So what do, you think, uh, what do you think, Eric, about the unknown? I mean, what do you think about why are people so scared? I, you know, of the unknown. I, you know, I don't know. I, I keep going back to my monkey analogy. They don't want to be eaten. But, no, you know, I don't know, Ashley. I, if everybody got it, and I was thinking as as, as Bill was talk, plugging and, and doing all of that and you were <laughs> making your points, uh, you know, in a utopian society, and we've all seen the shows, the futuristic shows to where everybody's wearing robes and sandals and everything's perfect. Um, I just think there's something about diversity that enriches the human experience. And I'm not talking about ethnic diversity. I'm talking about the diversity of emotional states, the diversity of mental states, the diversity of where we are in our lives. And I I just think that 
that that when you look at our 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 our, our globe, the ecosystem, everything's different. Everything's you know kind of working together, and I think there's a value in that. And the journey of finding who you are individually, I think, is a very personal journey. Um, and I think that journey in juxtaposition with other journeys is what we call life. And there's something symmetrical and poetic about that. Yes, there's going to be some valleys. Yes, there's going to be some peaks. But at the end of it all, if you ask the right questions, if you're honest with yourself, if you're authentic with yourself, I think there's a great awakening that makes it all worth it. That's my opinion. I and I, I agree, and I agree that everybody gets the option. Everybody gets the option everybody to awaken. Everybody gets the option because nobody. It's not just special people get it. Okay, you know, let's 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 not BS ourselves. You know, there comes a time when we all have to agree that the wake up call, the alarm went off, and for most of us, until we actually accept the alarm, we actually get up and rise to the occasion. The alarm's going to continue to go off. Uh, a lot of people, though to have a tendency of pushing that snooze button and they push the snooze button throughout their entire life because they don't want to wake up because the, the, yeah. again the first step yeah. is the most difficult step to, to yeah. take you know eric uh, the question i wanted to, yeah. to throw at you okay and this is a kind of a tangent actually. i was a defensive back maybe i can catch it though we'll uh, see. no you play I may, defense if, i may if, knock if, it down if you could so. catch then you'd be playing <laughs> offense so. i'll try my best <laughs> throw it brother throw it throw oh. it throw it brother throw it throw it throw it at no. me come on um society we're, we're talking about uh, the pressure to conform okay one of the ways uh, that i think society pressures us to conform is material uh wealth okay where you're pressured to get a job where you can make money and buy a house have a car you know and, and all that good stuff that we think of as you know middle class living okay well you know not all jobs pay like that and I think sometimes when somebody has a talent in a certain area that may not pay X amount materially, then uh, I think society discourages people from going down that route. When yeah. maybe they should be, regardless of, and they'd be just as happy, regardless of uh, how much money they made. Yeah, we, 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 we did a show a while back, and it talked about they. Um, it talked about you know the people who have the opinions and the people who have things to say, the choir in your life to a degree. And, and and I made a comment then, you know, I followed they home and they are more dysfunctional than, than I, um, you know, for me, that all, that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you had to say a lot, <laughs> saying a lot. but you know, for, for, for me, I just think, uh, Bill, you have to, the power of defining yourself, um, um, is extremely important. Um, and we have to remember and realize that we have that power and not let those other voices dictate what we ought to be doing or what success is. That, that that's just me, and 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 that's what the code that I live by. I I agree with that. And so when we return, we're going to be talking more about the unknown, and we're going to merge into the concept of disbelief. So stay tuned because perspectives with your host, me Ashley Burgess, will be back in. We'll be back this time in two shakes. Turn it up and jump in the deep end on perspectives with Ashley Burgess. The water's warm, and there's a swim-up bar. Massive perspective, anyone? Now, here's Ashley. Welcome back live to Perspectives. And again, I am your host, Ashley Burgess. And tonight we are discussing why we choose to stand in our own way of our own success. Again, still, you're still the host? Still the host right now, yeah. They, they haven't kicked me out right yet. Not yet. 
I have a seatbelt on in this chair, though, by the way. Anybody tries to. And I have a boot, like those boots that you see on the cars, like when you know when they don't pay their tickets or whatever. Got one of those on the chair here, too. So gotcha. I'm going to be here for a little while, at least, until they, I don't know, pick me up and take me out of here. But uh, <laughs> right. And that's always a possibility, okay? Um, I'm not going to put it past them. But, yeah, um, we were talking about the unknown earlier, and, and, and I think that's also a quantitative issue is, what is the unknown? How scary is the unknown? And how much scarier is the unknown from what we know? Um, how much more uncomfortable is the unknown from what we know? And, and, and I think the one thing I want to add about the last conversation we had was about conformity. And Bill, um, you know, Eric was discussing conformity and, and how it would be great to have a diversity of mental and emotional states. And Bill was talking about conformity of buying and, and, and being at a certain social and financial um, level. And I think one of the things, too um, – and the reason why we don't we don't like to stand out is mental conformity, and I think mental conformity is something that's really plaguing this country, uh, and I think outward mental conformity. And what I'm saying is not that you're going crazy. Um, I'm talking about outward mental conformity as far as the way that you talk about things, the way that you act, that things um, you know get to you, or how you feel honestly and emotional about a situation. I think a lot of times we all want to be PC. I think we've taken it so far that we have literally lost our emotion in a lot of things. I think that we have actually lambasted our ability to have deep mental thought. Yeah. I really think that yeah. we've got to get back into the reality of, and maybe we've never been there. Maybe this is a new frontier. Maybe people need to start stepping up to the plate and realizing there's a lot more inside of you than just, okay, just agree with them or, or put this on Facebook or, or let's have some sort of political rant and rave. I really think that everybody's got to get to the point of they understand that they can succeed. They understand that they have a purpose. There's a bigger deal here than just living and dying, okay? And I think this is so important, especially in the light of a lot of things that have recently come about. I think that a lot of people want to try to hide how they truly feel, and I don't really think that's good. Well, you know, actually, I think maybe uh, one of the symptoms of that, you know, that you're talking about is this human desire to have the the miracle cure. All right, all, you know, take a pill, and now you're automatically more beautiful and richer, and you know, drops fifty pounds, and it's all an illusion. Know, that's it. So rather than you know working, you know, on, on those things. You know, and, and I think uh, a good example of that is all the self-help books. You it's, know? A fast, and, it's a fast food of mental health. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, so I think, you know, in, in shows, you know, like, uh, you know, say Dr. Phil, Oprah, uh, you know, Jerry Springer, um, you know, where you in, in an hour's time, you know, I mean, uh, either they solve the problem or they throw chairs at each other, right? Uh, yeah, so. and, and I think that's the thing that this show's different, is that it's so authentic that I know that you can't put it into a box, and I get that. And I've been talking to people all across the country that don't know how to really define this except for authentic truthfulness. And <laughs> and I think that that's definitely because they said, you're not politics, and you're not sports, um, but you're good. But we don't really know how to define what you got. And I go, okay, well, you know what? Why do we have to define it in any sort of box? Why can't we be because we do stand alone? Okay, because I get that. I get that this show stands alone. I understand that. I've been told that a million times so far. So let's talk. Let's. That kind of jumps us into disbelief. Yeah, yeah. And I think that when people stand alone, and I think you know what I'm talking about, everybody listening tonight, you, when you feel like you stand alone, when you are actually doing something and working towards something wholeheartedly, 
okay? And you can feel almost like you're there by yourself. And I think the one thing we have to get rid of is disbelief. You know, why don't you believe in your own success? And I think sometimes when people don't get you, they don't understand you because maybe you're more mentally intelligent. Maybe you're more emotionally intelligent. Maybe you got a little bit more on the ball. If people don't understand you, you start to disbelieve yourself. And I think that's a big thing and a big key that I work on with my clients as well is eliminating that disbelief and realizing not everybody's going to get you. Not everybody's going to get you. Maybe a whole lot of people aren't, but there are going to be people that do, and that's what you need to be doing. One of my favorite quotes is by one of my favorite musicians, um, and his name happens to be Miles Dewey Davis. And one of his quotes is, don't fear mistakes because there are none. And the beauty of jazz music is that um, there's no structure to it, okay, okay, uh, and it flows. And 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 it was and it was defined by the Europeans, you know, back in the '40s and and and, and in those decades as America's truly uh, authentic art form uh, that we created organically. And there's something beautiful about that um, because there were no limits, and these were musicians who thought outside of the box. Then they migrated and worked with each other, and they created a, uh, an art form that will live well beyond us. Uh, that's an example of not limiting yourself, uh, not defining yourself and putting yourself in a particular box, and f- allowing yourself to free flow um, to ascend to a higher level of creativity. Um, think about that. If they were told, hey, that's just you know black music or that's just you know whatever kind of music, then they never would have created and they never listened to those voices. You know whose voices they listened to? They listened to their own creative voices, and yeah. they created an art form. You, you know, I love that point, Eric. There's only one problem with it. Some people can't step beyond the four lines that define their lives, you know, and take them out of the structure and uh, you know all of a sudden they're lost and you know some people don't know how to free flow and and to be creative or you know maybe one time in their lives they tried and somebody you know hammered them back down and i'm sure that was the case with a lot of the musicians in jazz but it was something in them there was a force stronger there was a positive force a creative force stronger than that negative suppressive force oh you know and and to Um, use your example miles davis was roundly criticized when when, uh, he first started but again there were that creative force and that positive force was more was stronger than that negative force and i think if we understand it that way which one do you feed i mean what's the story about um you know there's two angels there's a good one and a bad one and they're fighting and and the little kid asks you know daddy which one wins well the one that you feed there's something profound in that. Yeah. The one that you feed. Which one wins? The one that you feed. Think about it. Makes perfect sense. And, and I think that, that goes back to the fact about disbelief or belief. I mean, you know, how, what are you saying to yourself? And that's something that I really work with, um, you know, with my clients. When it, like, you got to stop and listen to what you're saying. What's going on in your own mind? A lot of times that chatter, we don't yeah. really think about the chatter because it's just part of it. And we've dealt with the chatter our whole life. And, <laughs> you know, we know we don't have another personality, but we, we hear the chatter and it sounds like us. It sounds like our voice. So, you know, we kind of go with it. And, and a lot of times we miss the chatter. We, we a lot, Most people listening tonight don't even know the chatter exists. Yeah. But you make Part decisions. Part of the background noise. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but you make decisions based on this chatter every second of your life. Yeah. And a lot of that chatter is based on what? Disbelief. You know, I'll give you another example about kind of breaking through. And as you guys know, I've, you know, been away from the show for a while, been traveling and enhancing my own personal perspective on on some world journeys. And and today's my first day, first night back in a long time. And 
and and I was a little nervous. I mean, I really, really was. I hadn't seen Bill in a while. I hadn't. Seen, I'd been talking to Ashley, and we've been texting and all but of that. But you have been listening to the show on iHeartRadio from anywhere in the world. From right? anywhere in the world, brother. I was. I was there. I was tuned in. But I was a little nervous. I was a little nervous that you know, w- w- was I still in rhythm? Um, was I out of context? Was I up to date in my thinking and the things that I wanted to bring to the show? And instantly, once I jumped in, I felt like I never left. I never left. So that anxiety was a barrier, but I chose to feed the optimistic side of myself versus the negative side of myself. And, and this is a heck of a show. And, I, and you know what, guys? I needed this show tonight. I needed this show tonight. And I, and I love it. And I do. I agree with the anxiety. And it's normal to feel stress. It's normal to feel anxiety. It's normal to get those bouts of disbelief. The thing is, is do we play into it? And, and, and you know, for everybody that's listening tonight, for all our, listening, our listeners, I think you understand that uh, I'm not preaching up here. Uh, I've I've experienced spells of disbelief, and and I've experienced some that I just wipe off like nothing, and then I experience other ones where they just wash all over you, like you literally were walking up, you know, to a wave too close in Cabo San Lucas where it just kicked your butt and you went rolling around in the sand and the water, and people thought you were going to die. You know, and the the point is disbelief. And it's hard because a lot of times when you are trying to do something original, you are going against the grain. You are doing something that's directly perfect for you. It can be it can bring on the, these feelings of disbelief. And I, I think that the best thing that you can do is understand that you have these comments that are rattling in your head. And what's being said in your head is this chatter. And this chatter is something I work with 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 everybody that ever comes in to my facility. We deal with this and it's the first it's the first month of our work and it's all about this chatter and it's about silencing the chatter and understanding that this is what really creates a lot of our problems and that the chatter as though it might sound like it comes in your voice it comes from another person it's called the ego and you have to understand that you and the ego y'all aren't really related and you're not good friends okay and so there's a lot about that and, and we'll talk more about that later on here but you know understanding that i think is 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 beyond major because without eliminating that chatter we can't find your true purpose you can't find your true purpose you can't move forward so when we return we're going to talk more about you know these whole concepts of why we stand in our way of success and we're going to move into the concept of how we um we become we feel worn down and when we return we'll be talking more about feeling worn down and how we sometimes feel beat as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast that's indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Down my life. So stay tuned because Perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess, will be back in. You know, we'll be back in two shakes. This is Jake Busey, and you're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess on 660 The Answer. Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, yes, me, Ashley Burgess. And, you know, on tonight's Perspectives, we've been analyzing why it is that we stand in our own way of personal success. You know, right before the break, we have been discussing disbelief and how, you know, we have to really get over that internal chatter that causes this disbelief because a lot of times our ego is telling us why we're not good enough to do anything. You know, so let's move on to the concept of being worn down, worn down by life. A lot of people say that we're beaten down by life. You feel beaten down. And, you know, I think that's a big deal when you feel like you've had to, like, you know, fight and fight and fight for everything you've gotten. And sometimes it can just wear you down. And I think sometimes that worn down feeling makes you almost feel like you're, you know, you're beaten before you get there. Well, and, and I think, uh, you know, Eric, we use this analogy of, uh, you know, the football team uh, who's beaten before they start. Yeah, before they even kick it um, off, yeah. And, you know, if you've had setbacks or if uh, possibly you, you come from an environment where, you know, not a lot of positive uh, stuff, you know, you know, maybe some negativity or, or whatever, then uh, it's a cumulative effect, I think, actually. It's, uh, you know, one after another after another. And, you know, I mean, even you and, and, and even me, you know, we've gone through periods in our life when it's just like, oh, you know, what next? Not again, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> come on. You know, I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, sometimes you can just feel worn down and sometimes you can just feel overwhelmed. And sometimes you can feel like, man, well, it seems like nothing I do. <laughs> you know, I, making a dent. You guys talk about beat down and, and, and a visual image came to mind. Um, I'm a big... Uh, boxing fan or more so of the 70s and 60s and 70s the older fighters and I remember the rumble in the jungle Muhammad Ali and for me life has always been like a heavyweight fight and he had one tactic in particular because his opponent was bigger stronger George Foreman and he was younger yeah yeah and uh, Ali said you know what this is going to be a heck of a fight, and I gotta, I, I, I gotta figure out a way to win this fight. And so he, I'm gonna pull, beat the gorilla from I'm, Manila. I'm gonna beat him. I'm gonna beat him. I'm a bad man. And and he he employed this strategy called the rope a dope. Okay, so he was still in the fight, and he was getting pounded, but he he he, he got in a crouching position, and he let the opponent beat himself to but, exhaustion. Yeah, but, but punch himself out. Punch himself out. And I've used that in life as well. Sometimes you feel like you're, you're going to get knocked out yourself, but sometimes you could just kind of need to lean up on the ropes. And those ropes could be listening to perspectives. Those ropes could be a friend. Those ropes could be a counselor, a preacher, a mentor, whatever. But you just lean on it just long enough to give you enough strength to come back and enter the fight again. And, and, and that works for me because we all sometimes get beat down. And it worked for Ali. He's one of my heroes. And, you know, just to continue the boxing analogy, uh, they talk about the second wind. Yeah. You, know, you get your second wind. Yep. So, you know, you're sitting there and you're going, you're going, all of a sudden it kind of feels like you, you just hit a wall, right, yep. Ashley? And then, but if you persevere, you keep going, then all of a sudden you get this second burst of energy. Yeah. And it is a fight. I mean, let's, let's, let's get, forget it, guys. It's a fight. Living life as a human being, it's a struggle. It's a fight. But I go to that scene in, 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 in The Matrix when uh, Neo finally realized his purpose and all of that, and they were fighting the Sentinels, and he was going to the, the, the Emerald City or whatever you called it. And, and once <laughs> the they, Emerald City. Whatever they, I'm thinking, what am I thinking, the Muppets? Uh, Prophecy, the Wizard of Oz. Whatever. But, but once he made it to the city, all, of the, all <laughs> of the things that he had gone through, it was worth it. 
it was worth it because he saw the light and the light liberated him and it freed him and it made it worth it. And I think that's what's so true about, and, and, and I agree with what you just said, and I think his purpose was the light. And, and I think that once you figure out your purpose and what you're doing here and what your unique contrib- contribution is, I think that also changes worn down to, as you say, Bill, your second win. And I think rope-a-dope, that's what's so rope-a-dope. crucial. The rope-a-dope. The rope-a-dope. Um, so let's talk about the next thing, because I think this, um, the, it's, it's holy crap. You know, I think we feel overwhelmed and scared. And I think after you're worn down, it's the holy crap. It's the, it's the oh, gosh, what are we going to do next? Um, I'm completely overwhelmed. And I think that overwhelmed feeling is something that really gets in our way, too. And I think that goes back to what y'all were talking about. Is sometimes you get that second win, but it's, it's really finding yourself. And I think sometimes we have that overwhelmed feeling when we feel confused. You know, when we feel uh, scared, when we don't know what the next the next spot is and i and i think when you're forging your own life different from other people and you're not just following suit i think that a lot of times you can feel overwhelmed because you know you're actually creating the steps you know that's funny you you talk about overwhelmed and and you know as you guys know i've been traveling around the world a little bit and i spent some time in asia i was in the philippines and i had a chance to do a a whitewater rapids uh, uh shoot the rapids thing and and as as we were going up the river, you know, I was reflecting on my American self and all the things that I've experienced. And and we would come across fishermen. We would come across guys that would be in the water chest high and they were fishing. And then we'd run across other guys that were climbing trees, getting, you know, fruits from the trees. And then we passed a, passed another group and they were going home to their little huts that were literally made out of bamboo and straw. And there was smiles on their faces. There were some of the biggest smiles that I've ever seen in my life. Now, coming from the states where we're modernized, some people would look down upon that and say, how could they live such a frugal life and still be happy? Well, you know why? Because they don't have a lot of stuff to overwhelm them and detract them for what's important in life. They wake up in the morning, we get fish out of the water, we get fruit out of the tree, we cook it, we're happy, and we live to see another day. Think about that. Have we created um, this sense of overwhelming um, on our own? Is it completely unnecessary? Um, I I think so to a degree. Well, yeah. I mean, I th- personally think actually that uh, all all the technological advances, all the that, stuff you know, that, that we've made, it's it's just overwhelming our senses. Think about it. Mil- literally millions and millions of websites that you can go to for whatever purpose. Oh, good, yeah. good, good, bad, and different you want. Good, bad, and different. A thousand satellite. TV channels, uh, you know, how many hundreds of maybe thousands of apps for, for your smartphone, um, you know, text messages and, you know, and now Facebook has the new messenger app, you know, so it's not even good enough to send a text message. Now, now you got to text it through the messenger app. I agree um, with you. It's like the holy crap. It's like the old crap button. Yeah. I mean, where do you stop? And and I think that that also goes back to self-policing yourself, right? You got to come to an agreement with yourself and say, I'm not going to be able to do everything. And do I want to? No. And I think you're right about that, Bill. At what point are you going to feel so overwhelmed that you're just running around in a circle? Yeah. I won't be able to do everything, but I'm going to do the things that are most meaningful. And it's like the guys, you know, in the Philippines, they, they, they weren't able to do everything, but they did the things that were important to their daily lives. Food, family, shelter. And and, and I, that goes back to a, a concept that I'd like to bring up right now. And I, and I think, you know, we've 
fully covered the holy crap concept, but what about how history tells the future? And I think we let yeah. our historical references tell us how to be. And I think this goes back to environmental. I think this goes back to family. It goes back to upbringing. What is historically, what am I supposed to be? Who am I? You know, what did my parents tell me I was going to be? What did my environment tell me? Were, were they very positive? Were they very negative? Did they think I could be the next president of the United States? Did they say that I would be lucky if I amounted up to anything? You know, what point in time did I have to sit there and say, you know, self, you know, how do you get out of the history concept? How do you stop looking at, you know, uh, precedent? Yeah, if I if I look, if I let my immediate history define me, I, I, I wouldn't be alive right now, to be quite honest. But I knew that it was bigger than that. Um, and so I went deeper and I went farther back. And it it reminded me and informed me that, you know what, you do have a purpose. Um, you do have a reason um, and you're stronger if you seek that purpose and, 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 and cut out the chatter. Well, actually, I also think it goes back to what we said in the first hour. Uh, you know, society uh, pressures you to conform. So you, you, you talked about all those other things, but there's also a cultural uh, history. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, depending on, the, you know, your, your cultural background, then uh, that could, you know, pressure you to conform yep. to certain expectations and uh, not really allow you to fully develop yourself. Gen- gender as well. Any of that. Yep. Any of that. Yeah, like what what you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be. Uh, um, you know, I, I have a lot of clients that come in and, and they tell me situations and stories that happened to them as kids. And, and when their family got mad at them for not taking over the role of like the mother at a young age, at, a young, at an age of 12, that, that a girl would be able to take over the role as a mother. And, and when I go back into their historical reference, I go, oh, that's because your mother yeah. had to do that when she was 12. Yeah. And then yeah. it's also, it's, it becomes this epiphany. Oh, my God, I didn't realize this. Yeah. This is why she was so mad. This is the thing. And it was like, because it already happened, she figured that would be the next option. I, you know, it's funny. I was talking to my wife this morning on the way uh, uh, earlier today, uh, on the way into an appointment. And and we were talking about love and, and I was talking about the relationship with my son and and how I just I mean, I, I really, really love him. And she was talking about how her dad and her grandfather and, and mine as well. And she said, you know what, Eric, that makes me feel so good because my dad and his dad weren't from the generation where men told boys that they loved them. And for me, I said, you know, even though I didn't hear it a lot. I'm going to change that because there's power in that. And I'm going to let my boy know that I love him. I'm going to hug on him. I'm going to kiss him. I'm going to do all of that and not be defined by what was before. Because you know what we produced before? A bunch of dysfunctional men that don't know how to love their kids or show emotion. Um, and so I took it upon myself to change that paradigm. You had an appointment on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That's hey, I'm, I'm, work, man. I'm, I'm a dad, man. Yeah. I'm a dad. Yeah, I got soccer. I got volleyball. I got, I got Dang. errands. I got honeydews. I got all of that. Honeydew list. Honeydews, yeah. man. Aww. Honeydew this. Honeydew that. I think that's cute. The honeydew list. Aww. So, um, you know, when we come back, when we return from break, we're going to talk about limitations and how limitations are really key. You know, we allow limiting thoughts to create what limiting behaviors. Ooh. And we're going to talk a couple of things you can do to uh, to recognize those limitations as well before we end this show. So stay tuned because Perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess, will be back in. We'll be back in two shakes. I can lift you up. I can show you what you want to see and take you where you want to be. Get in here. Give us your perspective. We're listening. And you're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. 
You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. And on tonight's show, we've been analyzing why it is that we stand in our own way of personal success. And right before the break, we were talking about how history normally tells the future and how we let a lot of historical references kind of dictate who we are. And I think right now it makes the honest move into the concept of limitations are key. And I think limitations are the key to this. Besides judgment, limitations are key because we allow limiting thoughts, what? To create limiting behaviors. We allow our limiting thoughts that we create in our mind to create limiting behaviors. And I think this is key to one of the main reasons why we actually stand in our own way. We allow our limitations to actually create walls and barriers to our success. You know, and, and actually, uh, we're on, on our final segment tonight, but, uh, you know, we're still blogging live on Facebook and Twitter. And I would love to uh, see more stories from our listeners on uh, if they've ever experienced this uh, themselves or know somebody who has. Yeah, either, you know, tweet us at Ashley Burgess or on Facebook uh, on Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. Um, you know, if you want to send us a picture at Ashley Burgess yeah. on Instagram, yeah. send us a picture as well, or on Twitter or on Facebook, and uh, because we want to hear what you have to say. Absolutely. So, I mean, you know, go on and update us, and um, you know, and we'll we'll, we'll follow you. We'll follow and, you back. And I think it's an important topic tonight because uh, I do think a lot of people don't reach their full potential, and and I'm I'm gonna uh, make Eric sick right now. Oh, uh oh. But uh, there there was once a man named Daryl Royal. Oh, oh God, no, no, Eric, no, I, th- no. I went there, didn't um, I? I um, went there. Time for me to leave the yeah. studio. <laughs> you know, who who uh, took particular delight in beating up on your Aggies back in the day. But uh, you I know, don't he, even know who this is. He, one time, he's, no he was... No need to know. Uh, well, I will tell you, Ashley, because uh, hey. I have a particular uh, fondness for it. He, he used to be the head football coach at the University of Texas uh, from, like, 1950s to the 1970s, and... You know, whooped up on uh, Eric's Aggies. That was a hiss, yes. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) once upon a time, of course, he whooped up on your TCU Horned Frogs, too. But uh, um, he uh, defined potential one time, okay? Potential just means you ain't done it yet, all right? And, uh, you know, because, you know, a lot of, uh, uh, even today, when we talk about uh, sports teams, oh, they have the potential to do this, they have the potential to do that. Okay. Well, don't we all, you know, in, in all walks of life, we, we, you know, this company has potential to do this. This person has potential to do that. Well, potential just means you ain't done it yet. And, and I think if you kind of, in order to, in order for you to not let your mind put obstacles in your way, you have to put yourself in a certain mindset to get over it. And I that agree. Way you can, you can accomplish it. And you're right. You can't uh, fall in love with potential. You can't marry potential. Right. I've seen her, and she's got three eyes. <laughs> she's a, she has a cyclops in the middle of her head. Or, or, or three other things, too, right, Eric? She's got three boobs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, she's not my type. <laughs> three eyes and three boobs. What do we got for you, Johnny? Oh, well, man. we got a good parting gift for you. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. Limitations are key, and I think we create those in our own mind. And I know I've done it before, and I know that I, I still work at it on a yeah, daily basis. Yeah. We're human. We, we all do it. We all do it. And, and and it's a part of it, just like I, you know, we mentioned earlier that obstacles are a part. It's just part of it, but it's how you deal with it and how you uh, prevent uh, it or, or, or how you prepare for it so you can be better 
able to deal with it in the future because obstacles, uh, anxieties, fears, those things are part of the human journey. But let's get better at dealing with them um, and passing through them. And I and I think that one of the best ways you can deal with um, understanding those limiting thoughts and, and realizing that you have them and how they create certain behaviors is first off, you want to stop and listen. You know, you want to realize and recognize, realize and recognize the chatter in your own mind. Say that fast three times. Realize and recognize the chatter in your own mind. Realize and recognize the chatter in your own mind. Realize and recognize the chatter in your own mind. Realize and recognize the chatter in your own mind. Realize and recognize the chatter in your own mind. Realize and recognize the chatter in your own mind. What do I get? What do I get? I was going to say, what's her, what's her prize there? Somebody got one of those big stuffed animals from the fair. Yeah, no, I mean, you have to realize and recognize the chatter in your own mind. And how do we do this? We do this by stopping and listening. Okay, so we have to realize that this is actually happening. And I usually work with my clients, and I do this in the beginning of the first month. And this is the thing we do. And you have to actually listen and be aware when it comes around. And a lot of times we don't hear it because it's the same voice as us. And it just normally kind of sounds like, as you said, well, like white noise. Like it just kind of is, is just around. It's part of the it's part of the noise. And that's why I said you got to stop and listen. You got to get quiet. And then you'll have to recognize it because you think that it's it's part of you but you also have to realize that it's not actually you that your ego and you as a person are two different things um and, and it's almost like you know it's almost like twins that are attached you know what i'm saying it, it's like this thing the Siamese like, twins, Siamese yeah. twins, you know and it's like this thing it's like you're attached to this and in order to really live with the mind and the heart, you have to really silence the ego. And in the ego, a lot of people listening tonight, and I think a lot of people get confused sometimes with the ego as well. Most of y'all will understand this, but some people think that the ego means, oh, I'm all that and I'm so great. Well, normally the ego reflects in a different manner. It actually shows you how ungreat you are and how unperfect you are and how really you know you're really lucky to be holding on here because you know you should really just go home and and, and what's going on in the mind is just this regurgitation of negative um type thoughts that are limiting and that they actually make you limit your actions by saying well i shouldn't stand up i shouldn't stand out of place i shouldn't shouldn't make any waves i'm i'm not worthy of doing that i mean i really just need to stay here and just take care of my, my personal business yeah I, I mean we go back to uh one of the concepts we talked talked about earlier the fear of the unknown okay well the fear of the unknown is the greatest fear you know to human beings why because if you round that tree or around that rock there may be a lion waiting there to eat you yeah and that yeah exactly okay. that's what i'm getting at. Um, yeah. so uh you know but, it's, it's a it's a pre- self-preservation thing to fear the unknown yeah but but on that same token those who have the courage to go around that tree and the, and 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 there just might not be a lion there. There, there that, may be that, a, that, a that one a time or an antelope, but you know? there, there might be a, 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 there might be food there. Yeah, there might be a grapevine there. So the percentages are that you might get eat, eaten, but there's also a percentage that you might find liberation um, and freedom by going around that tree or going around that corner. Well, I, I see what you're saying, too, about the computer uh, system, and, and I think the one fallacy though with the computer system versus the human is that the heart is not part of that. Yeah. Um, and, and the that's heart what, that's what broke him down yeah and the heart is actually and i haven't seen the film and i'd like to see it but um the heart actually a lot of people don't realize is way smarter than the mind um and and, and that's the thing that when you begin to quiet these hmm. thoughts your your heart actually gets to take over a little bit and and i think that people um if they lived up to their uh their purpose and they got rid of these self negating thought processes and these limiting thoughts i think they would be very powerful but powerful in a way of goodness and i and i think you can take power and you can wield it for both ways 
Um, but I do feel that with the ty- the type of, um, of 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 non-limiting power and it's and the type of um, purpose-filled life is derived from a certain place within the heart. And and I think that if you act through the heart, you, there's you can never have too much power. But you know, and and that's a very very interesting point, Ashley. And and we talk about history and we talk about where we are as as, as human beings in our societies today. Every indigenous culture that was a heart culture, that was a spiritualistic culture was stamped out, okay? Okay, it's been stamped out, um, and some are on the verge of, of complete exten- ex- extension right now. Think about that. The society that we live in today is not a heart society. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a mental society, and the heart society— And boy, are we mental. And boy, are we mental. Can't keep making a copy of a copy of a copy. quotes around mental— I was going to say, he wasn't looking at me, actually. You answered. You guys got me going tonight. You got me going tonight. Yeah, but I like what you're saying. I do think that there's a lot of people out there, though, that are realizing a new a new thought process. And I think that the new thought process means that you don't always have to think. I think there's a lot of feeling involved, and I think that a lot of times what we've been talking about tonight is to get back to yourself, to understand who you are, not to follow suit, not to be part of the masses, but to actually step up and allow yourself to actually understand what your purpose is, and that purpose has nothing to do with a bunch of mental games. And so I think that if you realize that fear is one of the biggest killers of our dreams and of our lives, and if you allow, don't allow fear to actually just take over your life, because guess what you get? You get regret. And, you know, I mean, there's nothing you can do from the grave, really. Um, and, and I think that we have to all look at that and analyze it in that way and realize that, you know, our personal success is derived from us. And in order for us to succeed and to be a human that is um, takes it to the next level, that understands purpose, you have to eliminate these limitations. You have to allow yourself to be you. You have to allow yourself to step up to the plate and, and be noticed. And I think that's most important. And, Eric, I love what you just said. We could do five shows on that. <laughs> we need about 10 or 15 hours on that whole uh, concept alone, but it's very existential. But I do feel that there are people – I do believe you can live with the heart and the mind connected and create something amazing. It was a great show. Yeah, I agree. Uh, good to be here. It's good oh, to be well, here. Welcome back, Eric. Welcome <laughs> Thank back. Thank you, brother. Good to have Thank you back. Brother. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Uh, Bill, great show. Thank you very much, Ashley. And, you, and for everyone well. – if everybody else listening tonight, uh, you know, don't allow yourself to limit yourself. Realize that you're actually the person that gets in the way of yourself the most, and, and you don't have to do that anymore. So stay tuned because Perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess, will be back in. Well, guess what? We'll be back in three shakes. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.